Welcome everyone to Two Rivers, Two Takes with a very special episode. I'm Daryl. I'm Philip. And I'm Laura. Yeah, so we are here for a happy hour hangout to talk about the Wheel of Time. So if you hear me gasping, it's okay. I've just had a sip of gin. Yes. Um, We are really enjoying this long holiday weekend heading into New Year's and we have um, some thoughts, but mostly we want to get some thoughts from Laura. So Laura, Wheel of Time, did you know anything about this series at all before the TV series came out? I did not. So I did not. So how did you come to watch the series? Well, my husband has read the books, by which I mean listen to the books which, <laughs> on uh, tape. Which, all 14? Which I... Uh, Probably. Nice. The last time I tried reading the entire series, I finally defaulted to audiobooks and it still didn't work for me, so good for him for yeah. actually uh, toughing fair. it out. It's, I mean, it's a commitment, one of these tomes. He got me the first um, Wheel of Time, which is called Eye of the World. Yes. He got me that for Christmas. It's only 800-some pages. and um, I mean, you only have a one-year-old at home, so yeah. you can squeeze that in, right? We're not busy. <laughs> we don't have bunnies eating. And four bun buns. Our possessions, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to tackle that in the new year, um, but I'm looking forward to reading it because I have a lot of questions about the uh, sort of the lore and the, the backstory of the, the episodes that we just Fair. watched. Um, so what, what's one of the questions that you have, and maybe Philip can answer it. I will tell him if he can't, though, because it would spoil something. I'm so good at spoilers. He's... I give them out you're like spoil sport. Halloween candy. So... I think it's good your guys' relationship has persevered through the... Yes. Sort of hating on the spoilers and not caring about spoilers dynamic. Yeah. I think we balance each other out. Yeah, for sure. I have only ruined a few things. It's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. I mean... So, uh, Who among us has not ruined a few things? <laughs> What's your biggest question coming out of this season? I guess I still fully don't understand why Ran kind of left, because I understand that this sort of has a, the one power sort of has a corrupting influence on men. Yeah, it yeah. makes but, crazy. But I thought that the dragon was sort of immune to that, so where did I get that? I don't know where that may have come from. Because, okay. he, I mean, he is special, like the dragon is special, and he's prophesized to prophesy the object of prophecy to do all these things and but still go crazy that's what I'm yeah thinking. but oh i can't spoil things yeah so ah phil ah. i mean they don't say specifically so far in what we've seen that the dragon will go crazy it is presumed he will because every other man who has channeled since the breaking of the world has gone bonkers the taint is sort of like an oil spill so you can't really touch the source without getting some on you and even when he was channeling in the last episode there was that smudgy stuff that was coming off his weaves behind him so that sort of symbolized that's which kind is, of the dark which is probably why yeah. they showed Loghain even though I know that Daryl and I were not into it, having read the books, and like, why is he here? And but I think it was the example of when a man channels, and then you get that scummy stuff that comes off of what he was doing, like in Guildhan, and when he was battling everyone else. Mm-hmm. And this is really, I mean, at the end of the season finale, 
that was a sort of emo rand and in the books there's so much emo rand like he has full guy liner on it's 2004 he wait how do you know he has guy liner because it's 2004 and he's a real emo like we but is it said in modern times no <laughs> i'm just saying like you're just you, saying like like he's a real were... sad boy with an i instead of a y on boy like he <laughs> he has he, a chain on his wallet and the big pants yes exactly. exactly and he so you think he can skate but he can't really skate <laughs> he uh, and if you end up with the impression from the books that he's awful it's okay a lot of people have that impression i have that impression i thought he was kind of um came off as kind of purebred and like um, I mean, he has a temper, but it's a very, like, teenage boy vibe, I yeah. think, yeah. that he gives off. He finally matures in, like, book 13, so... <laughs> oh, well, hey, I mean... It's fine. And it, from what I read, the showrunner has stated in an indirect slash direct way that they're going to fit everything into eight seasons. Which is... Oh, okay. Makes a lot of sense, because those middle books are a slog... Yeah. And when Brian Sanderson took o- Brandon Sanderson took over writing it, I don't even know the author's first name. Yes, Brandon. 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 Yes. Um, so much stuff got condensed and wrapped up, and instead of like constantly expanding like the universe, he brought all these plot lines together into like conflicts that had a yeah. resolution instead uh, of like barreling into more story and more characters. Right, and I think that's an issue sometimes when an author is so involved with writing their material like Game of Thrones where the books sit right now there are so many different plots that it would be almost impossible for George R. R. Martin to bring it all back together so and that's what Robert Jordan's I feel like not knowing much background on it from reading the books, it gets that impression of like I created the these characters and these characters, and everyone is simultaneously going off and doing things. I wish I had that ability with my writing. So, but yeah, <laughs> to spin things out. But it's like, ah, uh, am I done with this one? I think I'm done with this one. I also feel like I owe Rafe Judkins an apology for criticizing some of the things. Wait, and he's the showrunner. Is he the guy they interview on the behind the scenes ones? Yeah. Yeah, and he was also on like season eleven of Survivor. He's like right. a redhead kind yeah. of guy, like a little Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he was talking about how he he was sort of like gifted this mountain of material and this whole world, like and having to translate it from a book to a screen and like the inevitable you have to make decisions that are different from the book and change things. Right. And so, like, I was harping on things that I feel like weren't necessary, but hearing him say, like, he had sleepless nights of, like, how to handle this amount of material and make it good. Yeah. Like, major props to him. That's a huge challenge, and, like, you know, how he starts out is kind of the way he's gonna, you know, you can't have, like, a total shift in the change for the subsequent seasons, or... Right. Like... And there's main plot points that are probably still going to happen... But they just shifted stuff around so it's easier to translate it to the screen. I mean, it, I yeah. guess have have the, I'm wondering. I mean, have they already been approved for eight seasons? Because no. usually, yeah, two, um, maybe three. I there. So it hasn't all been written out yet. Right. But fun fact. I, so I was watching some of the videos where I learned some of this stuff, and the we talked about the costumes being so good. They made costumes and like designs for every single kingdom in this world. So when you look at the map. 
the costume person's office, Isis has um, like a column for each country and then for male outfits, for female outfits. So uh, you mean like countries we haven't even seen, like they're going to come up in a future season and they've already thought it had to be like, this is how this culture is visually. Even Murundi, which is like... I don't know what that means. Who that? Ooh, good question. I support that. <laughs> there will be some Aesidae activities technically in that kingdom, um, but you don't really see the capital. You don't really know about the politics at all. It's just that... They that just is... chill. Is this where they chill in the woods? Yes. I don't think that's a spoiler at all. Like, that... There's some Aes Sedai chilling in the woods, and apparently it's in this kingdom. It seems like that would yes. be a faction, because why not? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I think they choose it because it's, like, the most boring place. Oh. And, like, they It have... sounds like a good vacation spot. Like, I'm honestly interested in taking a vacation of Merindy if it's real boring. <laughs> and even some of the Borderlands they have outfits for. And okay. And Amadicia, which only you get to because of the white cloaks and their Ew. awfulness. Yeah. So, uh, Anyway. What did you think about, like, the bad guys in the season? What, and there, there Who are, are some, the bad guys? Well, there are some to choose from. Hmm. How do you feel about our religious I zealots running around? Those are the... Yeah, he's... I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, it's like a little on the nose, but he's, yeah, pretty much... I could, yeah, you could probably draw some uh, modern parallels with, like, the white, what are they called? The lights? White, white cloaks. The white cloaks. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, real creepy. That scene where he's, like, eating a Eating the bird. bird and, and he's, like, like you, you let the bones it. cut yourself because it tastes better. And you're, like, no. You're, like, it doesn't, though. I don't, I mean. Cook's Kitchen does not endorse <laughs> cutting your mouth like, open. It's not KFC's <laughs> special recipe, homeboy. It is yeah. not on America's Test Kitchen. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I can, like, personally, my past history with watching fantasy has been, like, I could sort of take or leave kind of the otherworldly creatures. Like, okay. the Trollocs are kind of an interesting vibe. Um, but to me, the, you know, kind of the humans um, are more interesting. with their dark side or that are sort of colluding with, mm. with the dark power is... Phil more Coulson. interesting and that girl that girl at the tavern yeah, yeah. whoa <laughs> total shocker to me yeah she seems so friendly and she's I like know. if you just want if you two want to bang like no one's gonna hear it so like it's kind of what go for it yeah, yeah. so like, phil like, calls them dark fiends they're they're dark friends but he calls them dark fiends because I it's prefer more that fame. to dark friends because yeah. it just adds to their menacing nature and as things go on like, you find out more and more people are dark fiends, and you're like, you have so much power and sway, and then will they get their comeuppance? I'm not spoiling things, but <laughs> if someone did get their comeuppance, it would be fantastic. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting to see uh, sort of just normal people to that mm -hmm. extent where you're like, oh, this is a tavern person. Like, she seems like a decent person, because in fantasy... So often it defers to, like, the fades, where they have no eyes, and it's like the mouth full of teeth, and you're like, like okay, it's scary. And the cloak that doesn't move in yeah. the wind. Yeah, but when you're really boiling it down to, like, it's a normal, everyday person, and it, this could be bad news, because you don't know who it is. And they, yeah, you have no idea who has basically sold their soul to the Dark One for 
whatever benefits, like power, protection, they're just evil criminal people. Yeah. So what, who was your favorite? So we have the main five characters. Let's focus on them first from Emmons Field. Who's your favorite of those five? I like the girls. I like... Um, that is the correct answer. <laughs> I like Egwene. I like that she's in a surprise love triangle. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh. No one expected that love triangle. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, I just... Uh, there are there are a lot of things I didn't pick up on watching it for the first time, having no background in mm. the story. I also apparently didn't pick up on Rand um, using some powers and like knocking down the door when he was inside of well, that. Well, that was revealed in because, retrospect. Like right. we didn't see that the first time around. Okay, because my husband, I, I'm like, how could it be Rand? He didn't even channel. Like I didn't see him channel. He didn't. He hasn't done anything except just like be a bro you know? <laughs> like and um an annoying bro yeah so i mean it's interesting to me that they all have um sort of these different and unique powers and i'm super curious how it's all gonna get pulled together later um oh yeah. i have a question for you have you heard about have you guys talked yet about the actor who plays matt a little bit that there we don't really know why he was recast outside of there was a recasting after the first six pre-covid episodes yeah and then the last two episodes were post-covid who knows i don't know but we have referenced austin your husband saying like oh he's not in the last two episodes because those were filmed after the COVID break. After, and the recasting oh, okay. happened sometime and the during that. Happened, and, right, it, so and that now. one shot we got of him in the last episode just looking like in shadows and everything, they could easily have lifted that from previous footage and just composited that in the background and been Even like, here's like our... Shadar Logoth, they could have yeah. cut that from yeah, since like he has a tie to that city now. Yeah, here's your one glance to make sure that you know that Matt is still around. Yeah. More to come. Interesting. Someone yeah. on Twitter posed, Hayley. like, what are you hoping for and what do you think you'll actually get? And so I said, I'm still hoping for Matt and Varen, the comedic duo that we all want and deserve after 2021. But we'll probably <laughs> end up with Elena, which is sort of... She's another red sister. Oh, okay. So yeah. you know what you're in for with them. Like, Are they the ones who don't have warders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Strong, powerful women. Yeah. Um, and I feel when I <coughs> half read the series last time that I ran across maybe a red that was tolerable. We don't... Pavara is wonderful, but we don't meet her until, like, book ten. Oh, I didn't get to that. Maybe I book nine? Her. Okay. Nope, still didn't get that. But she's They're all awesome. a little sanctimonious, but some yeah. of them are more like... And there's another red that I can't think of who's, like, doing her duty and gets respect for that. Yeah. Um, so... We uh, get it, Phil. You know how to read. You've read the books. Yeah. <laughs> um, the... A big change that I was really surprised at when we saw the first two episodes in the theater um, was that Perrin was married, and then subsequently murders said wife. Yeah, it's my understanding they aged them up from the books they where they're did. teenagers. Yeah, so it's oh. not quite as like... I always thought they were 20. Oh, really? 
between, yeah. I thought they were like 16 oh. in the first book. Well, in medieval times, maybe you would be married at 16. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. That's a hard sell yeah. for today's audiences, though. Like, you can't be like, they're 16 and he's married, and then he murders his wife. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, I would say manslaughter. Yeah. Woman slaughter. Yes. It, it was involuntary. Yeah. It's very sad. It was not premeditated. It was the heat of battle. Um, it sort of makes sense, though, for... Like, a lot of the things I that I questioned were like, why is this happening? There have been payoffs for a lot of them. And I feel parents' payoff for that change was that when he met the Tuatha on and he was learning about the way of the leaf, he's like... Yeah, I had a terrible experience with violence. I'm going to give up on all that. I'm going to follow the way of the leaf. And then in the last episode, he's like, I don't know what to do. I'm trying to be so good. But then he still picks up an axe when he's confronted with Pat and Fane and the Fades. And he's like, oh, you resort to violence right away. Oh, that was easy. And well, like, he would, though. Oh, yes. I mean, oh, he had to, like, you know, <laughs> he's yeah. trying to defend himself. He's trying to defend. And the whole, and the metaphor that wasn't in the show but is in the book says that with the way of the leaf, the axe will eventually dull itself and become unusable after it's chopped down so many trees. Mm-hmm. And it's not a tree's place to resist or fight back, it just is. And so, like, I love this half shot of Jin I have has <laughs> impaired my understanding. <laughs> so, well, it's like, okay. so apparent in that moment, like, Isla would never, Aram would never, and but Perrin goes back to goes always goes back to an axe, which is a sort of a motif throughout the book. His character struggles with this: do so I take an axe? Like, do I not take like axe he's or like hammer? Wolves and axes. He always has the wolves. It's axe versus a hammer, like a, wef- a weapon versus a tool. Mm, I see what you're saying. Sort of like that conversation in Shadar Logoth with Matt, where he's like. Layla always made tools, not weapons. Like, this knife was a tool. So, like, it that's Perrin's major character yeah. situation. Yeah. So they, they, they planted that early. And, like, Layla, oh, it's terrible. Like, violence against a woman or, like, the death of a woman existed for a male character yeah. development, which is not really a great look. Yeah. I feel like that's a trope that... No, but I'm pretty feminist, and I didn't really even pick up on that. Oh. Like, I mean... Well, a lot of that's informed was, from the books. And. Yeah, right, right. You know more. As soon as I just snuggle up with my eye of the world, I'll be able to speak more intelligently, I guess. But What did you think about Moraine? Yeah. Speaking of a strong female. Did you have a favorite episode of hers, and why was it number six? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I like her. I still... You know, she's sort of a like a morally ambivalent character I think you don't really know she has her own agenda she has her own agenda um but she does seem to kind of want to look out for these people she's drug along on her odyssey with her um I don't know I mean I think when I saw Rosamund Pike in Gone Girl I just like I just really didn't like that movie it was really disturbing to me so it's taken me a while to kind of reconfigure like my head. She's a, she's a good actress, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I think seeing her as a different, um, a different character. But a lot of the other actors I've you know never seen in my life. So 
Yeah, there are a lot of new folks. And which is good. I'm glad that Yeah, they're from New Zealand and they're from Yeah, they went and got people who were unknowns. Some British people. Which with unknowns, you sort of want that. Even thinking about Lord of the Rings, there were some people that were really well known, but a lot of that cast was unknown. And yeah, if you're gonna have Sean Aston done Rudy yet, that's the important question. Yeah. So he was known, <laughs> so Ian McKellen, of course, was known. Elijah Wood. Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood, yeah. But in the States, Dominic Monaghan wasn't, unless you watched a lot of PBS like I did. Or, and Billy Boyd, I had no idea. But yeah, it, and Viggo Mortensen wasn't really an entity. Orlando um, Bloom wasn't. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Davies is iconic. Yes. But it's if you're going to have a long-running series, do they are they taking advantage of the fact that these are unknown actors who may not have a lot of other things happening and so that they can commit that time maybe i see i saw that joshua is in some uh, movie as like a gay man on amazon and i'm interested in watching it now because i've seen him in wheel of time so i want to see what he is like as a less developed actor a couple years ago so or at least less experienced see the gayer version of... Yeah, I want Gay Rand. <laughs> Give us Gay Rand. Gay Rand. <laughs> yeah. All day, or day. Especially because the books are very heteronormative. Yeah. When were they written? Uh, starting in 1990. I thought it was 84. In oh, word. yeah. It's 90. I Maybe guess that's that was kind of a fair Reborn or Shadow Rising. Okay. One of the later ones was 90. Okay. We but could ask the Google... It might be, I might be thinking of Outlander. That's <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, it was 1984. Uh, or not. Or is 1990 and the latest book from Outlander just came out like a few months ago. No, like a month ago and I had pre-ordered it and it showed up via Amazon. I'm like, oh, oh shit, I ordered this. I'm like four books behind. So for, like for an instance like that where the show normalized a lot, and sort of like brought these books from the early 90s, late 80s into today's time frame where like, sure, an innkeeper will make a reference to um, Matt and Rand having, being a couple. Yeah. Like, are there... Oh, yeah. Are there things that surprise you that are like, oh, this seems surprisingly modern for fantasy series or like surprisingly progressive? That's a super good question. Daryl should talk while I think about it. Well, I mean, I know that you've been exposed to a lot of geek properties due to your husband. <laughs> and and uh, they come in all flavors. And yeah. One of the, I feel like true. women I mean, are true. generally not treated well by fantasy. Like, there's a lot of tropes that fall, that fantasy falls into and relies upon. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in terms of gender balance, do you have thoughts or, like... Well, it's interesting because this, the televised series starts with, nine, not Nynaeve, well, Nynaeve and Egwene, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sort of their power and sort of the circle of women. As um, like a governing body, yeah. So, right. Getting shoved in a river. I mean, it might have been <laughs> hunting. Attempted murder. Going for a quick swim. <laughs> um, yeah, might, <laughs> that they may or may not survive, but yeah. just recreational. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, right, there was that little reference, um, to those two being a couple, and then, what else do we feel like? I I mean, I think the the nonviolence movement itself is probably a little bit 
modern, right? Yeah, I mean, it was present in the, the way books, of the but... leaf. Yeah, I mean, I think. And there's a big turn, big surprise coming with that later. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting that Robert Jordan, who I believe was a Vietnam vet, writing about pacifism oh. for a culture as well. Yeah. And that, like, when the way, the mo- like, the moment of, like, full revelation with the way of the leaf, I think is pretty significant, so that when you get to that moment, you're like, holy buckets. Is this, so, do we need a spoiler alert on, like, is that as far as... No, no, I can't. I, can't go okay. I, I don't want to spoil things, yeah. and it's on the tip <coughs> of my tongue, so I'm just oh, going to... Pretend to be a bun bun and say mop mop. <laughs> mop mop mop. Just go eat some hay in the corner. <laughs> You'll be fine. My son's eating. They uh, probably of, a little bit of hay at this from point, the and maybe some rabbit poop. <laughs> uh, well. We try our best. <laughs> I mean, the bun buns also eat their poop, so it's okay. <laughs> they do, but that's a natural <laughs> instinct. I don't think anything's thing. like human babies. Every human baby <laughs> needs for their nutritional development. <laughs> And but at the same time, it's not that bad because it's just digested hay. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure we've all eaten worse as babies, like grabbing dirt and other natural things. So uh, where do you really want to see things go next season? Like, who do you want the best things to happen for? Yeah. Mm. I would like a sort of a good moment for Perrin because I feel he's just sort yeah. of sad. And, I mean, which you would be if you accidentally axed your wife and... Then ran away. Ran away, hung out with wolves, decided to be peaceful, undecided to be peaceful. And, like, had this traumatic moment where you see... This traumatic... This super peaceful creature... Ogier murdered. Loyal, yeah. He's loyal. not murdered. But he's not murdered. Yeah, and I oh, looked it up oh. because people were so pissed. Say more. I, 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 one I of them. Rafe, Rafe Junkins came no. out a couple days ago and was like, don't worry, he is not dead. He is alive. He is, I just came off set. I saw stunned. him filming a scene for season two. He's still alive. <laughs> he's like, everyone yeah. down. And he's like, Do a not couple, cancel us. And he's like, a couple other people in that room, they may be near death. But I guess you'll have to wait okay. to find out. Because some of those characters who are also laying on the floor have roles in the second book. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Interesting. So, like, unlike, you know, so they weren't, like, shooting to kill, so to speak. Right. Unlike, so say, they, like, the Minneapolis can, police or something. If they if they can <laughs> cling to life. <laughs> Sorry. No. You can edit that part out. No, you can't. <laughs> no, we don't edit. We are, we are straight to tape here. <laughs> this, this is being, but, okay, so the... But, but what looked like a total slaughter maybe was more of an the, injury. Yes. I mean, if they can get Nynaeve up there with her mad healing with a capital H. So, like, when you see these words in the book and they have capital letters, I usually try to it's signify a power. that. Yes. Like, it's, oh. a, it's a talent. Oh, yeah. I hate when things are arbitrarily capitalized. Well, buckle up, lady, when you, <laughs> I know. Read, when you, when you oh. read that book. You might have to, That's like... That's the thing that creeps me out calm. about fantasy is when things are not <laughs> healing. And it's like... Oh, just, so, it just, no, it's just healing. It's a verb. So hashtag Jin. It differentiates things like regular healing, like your body heals, versus like healing with the power or delving. And there's two flavors of delving with a capital D. Like you can look for them minerals 
like Murphy's Minerals green screen yeah. computer game. There is one of the people we've already seen who's really good at delving. And there's delving like for healing, like you're diagnosing an issue. Oh, but Nynaeve, her capital H healing, like she is the best. She does all these super complicated things. Like we haven't gotten to how complicated it is in the show, and I hope they mention it. She's obviously beca- very powerful. Right, yeah. but so not so. In addition to her great strength, she has this great deft for weaving these skills. So I'm hoping when they differentiate like weaves of water and air and spirit and things like that, they'll add that complexity because Nynaeve deserves lots of credit for being so powerful and so good at what she does. What did you think about the Emerlin seat? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm going off I'm going off on these moments and I don't want to steal your thunder and Well, I don't really have any thunder. I'm just a girl watching an Amazon series <laughs> with her husband after we put the baby to bed and maybe eating some leftover Christmas cookies while I do it. And if I mansplain or like come close to it, feel free to throw something at me, but not really because it'll scare the bun buns. No, I don't think you're mansplaining, you just have more depth of knowledge than I might have gotten super excited about things and then like couldn't stop talking like the words just kept coming out of me and <laughs> I am still super embarrassed by that it's fine it's okay so the Amberlin seat as a head of a government basically she's like the Pope but not alert. yeah but more Ooh, awesome sassy lady romance alert right mm-hmm. I did not see that com- apparently I didn't see anything coming in the whole series. I didn't... I mean, I read I some read of the, the books book several times, and I didn't see it coming. Like, the references to pillow friends happened with other people. <laughs> That's how it's phrased. Also, I didn't know that Carrion was is actually pronounced Kyrene. But, like... Oh. So, like, book five and six, they get reference to pillow friends and it's super racy because that's the early 90s <laughs> and it's acceptable for i mean ellen it's acceptable for with lady laura dern i mean what what in what? when she came out on her show her love interest was laura dern oh like was laura dern a uh, love interest back or is it like the was basketball lo- scene in the x-men animated series where like oh we're no gay now. no like <laughs> ellen came out as gay on her sitcom and her love interest was laura dern oh, oh on gotcha. the sitcom. yes yes I was like is laura dern gay no okay. but, I mean, but the actor she was the character she was playing was yes. the love interest for ellen's character yes got it, got it. correct i mean and i yeah. i mean laura dern can do no wrong i've loved her since she was ellie sattler I mean, Jurassic Park, so... Oh my gosh, wow. Ellie Sattler, like, having just seen Jurassic Park, because I w- I'm hashtag sheltered. Yeah, Philip grew up very you sheltered. No, I, I made him watch it. I was like, you've never seen Jurassic Park? It's one of my favorite movies Have of all time. Have you seen the sequels? Yeah. I haven't. I have. Uh, we'll I watched there. part of one, one of them with Chris Pratt. But. So, point... Well, so points for Laura Dern being awesome, and I feel her characters could have been more awesome, except for the patriarchy. Yeah, but anyway, the Emerald okay. Seat. Okay, okay Emerald Seat. I don't know. Toss the I don't know. Aside. I mean, we have. Uh, How did you feel about the hall? Like I had a moment. The hall being the what big room they the meet. Where okay. Yeah. With the three sitters from every Aja, like like the House big, of Representatives. And okay. And Megan being like a green spoke on behalf of a red. Like what? the fuck is happening and 
I loved it. I was so into that scene. We don't edit this, so (laughs) explicit content warning in reverse. (laughs) We're swearing. We're swearing tonight, people. So in addition... um, in addition to The Greatest Gen being a great Maraca. podcast, so is Wrong About Everything from Minnesota Politics and their swear warnings. Anyway. Well, in retrospect, should have done that up front maybe half an hour ago, but here we are, people. Here we are, drinking gin in the basement with rabbits. I mean, this like is... normal. Yeah, normal we have our pet do. rabbits. They're chewing on some cardboard you may hear in the background. Oh, I'm <laughs> I mean, Laura here is the benefactor of a Timothy Hay tunnel that the Bun Buns have since destroyed and eaten and gotten much pleasure from. Yes, so, so um, we're, this is just a happy hour. This is what happy hour looks like in your mid-30s in the middle of a pandemic. It's never, <laughs> never age. I don't know. It's the worst. I it's, mean, it's 7 o'clock, so you can still go to bed at a decent time and hydrate so you don't guys, have a hangover. I'm going to a real social party after. I haven't been to a party in like two years because I was pregnant last year. Well, yeah, what a bummer. Obviously like, wasn't. Fuck. Just hitting a human. (laughs) Way overrated. Well, I think it would have been okay. I mean, it's not a barrel of laughs, but I think it would have been okay if it wasn't the pandemic. And I I was laid off from my job because of COVID. And it was just, yeah, every day it was exactly the same. I'd like go downstairs and be like, read a book. And then I'd be like, well, I'm tired. So maybe the solution to you (laughs) reading Eye of the World is to get pregnant again. Oh, well that, yeah, that would give me... (laughs) It, Except I don't have, now I have a baby, so I don't have time. Oh, well, he's, he can manage himself. I can't himself. just sit on my bottle. He can thing. watch himself. He's one. He's, he's, he's fine. He just needs a cup to play with. Like, he's none unfortunately of these fancy toys. smart, my child. I mean, I'm not even, I don't even think I'm biased. It's like he's, he's but, <laughs> the wheels are clicking. So, if you do, I have all the books with the fun art rather than the new books with the, like, the art fun art super zoomed out and great over so yeah does the book i got the version i got have a have you have like two characters of the fun art and a bland outline i don't even have that i got the box set that amazon produced to promote this where it's like printed on the cover like now in amazon original series because i had i had the fun books um and because I started reading these in 2014. My friend Mickey, he uh-huh. tried reading them. So we went to Half Price Books and like scoured for months to get all of them. And then I finally gave up on the series in like 2018. Like I moved the books around several times, finally moved back to Minnesota. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to read this. Fuck these. And I sold them back to Half Price Books and they seriously gave me like $3. $3 yeah. for all 14 books, and now you cannot find them. Except you did Library? because you're the best well, partner. I uh, he, I had lent or something num- book number two with the fun mm-hmm. art in like this publication line. And Daryl, being best partner ever, found like an appropriate copy to match my set now. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, uh, that was his St. Nick's Never gift. lend a book you don't want to lose. That's yeah, true. It's... Or some people believe you shouldn't lend books. You should just give them. Yeah, a not copy. expect them. I don't think back. I've ever gotten back a book. <laughs> I mean, to a I was gifted a book because I lent, I borrowed it, and then I broke the binding because I was reading oh. it when it was sunny, so I bought a replacement to give to the person who lent it to me. Well, that's nice. So, you broke the binding? What were you doing with the book? I was trying to sun myself while being super self-conscious in mm-hmm. eastern Washington. And it got very hot. And the glue came undone. Oh, oh wow. So book I etiquette. wasn't making the connection when you said 
the binding broke from the sun. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Wheel of Time. What yeah. other, did you have other questions that you're like, what? Or moments that stuck out to you where you're I like... I have a lot of questions while I'm watching it with my husband, and he either doesn't remember the answer, or he doesn't know the answer, or he just won't tell me. He really likes to be silent and just watch and absorb the material. Yeah. And I'm more... have 37 rhetorical questions for every scene mm. um which i think you know maybe gets on his nerves a little bit but I'm, I'm like i really want you to explain this to me you know um well so i have a lot of questions when going through it i think um, if you have questions related to the cw moments of like we're two young attractive people having a moment together oh. CW like we, there was like a cw moment of the week in every single episode oh. i swear except for Did like you maybe a one Favorite I mean, favorite is the Amerlin and Moraine having their yeah. CW sweaty moment. Like no, they are like, in. I'll the... just teleport to your bed. Yeah, like oh, we're I gonna go back. We're gonna go back to <laughs> like where you grew up, and you're just repairing some nets. And okay, that was a nice moment. It though. was like when you get the the pro- prologue. Yes. Um, yes. To an episode where she's little and like she's using the power and she's helping her father and it's a sweet moment and it is it like, was a nice it's her oh. departure to the tower and he says practice your knots every day and she's still doing it uh, like, it's like that's for someone of Suwan's age it's fine and you don't think that much of it but when you get to some of the older Aesidae where their family has been dead for like centuries and the because they look forever, they look really good. But they're really not good. immortal, right? No, no they it's just... like the four sixty, four eighty is like at the upper end, and so of years, you mean? Of years, okay. Where, and like, so they they're go, like Moses. Yes, they're they, like they early go Bible gray. They go gray, but their, but their faces, faces look ageless. I mean, easy breezy, what beautiful woman cover girl. Want that. Yeah, it's those Slovenian jeans. Um, I mean, it's a side effect of the oath rod, technically. Like, you have a shorter lifespan, but and your face sort of shows this, like, you can't really tell. What? Yes. What? Compared to, like, if you were just someone channeling naturally. Does it aid you to to do chant to channel? I don't think this is a spoiler, but the oath rod, like, in the Age of Legends, used to be used on criminals. Oh, good for them. And, but... When Ar- I mean, they probably so looked real good in prison. But when Ar- Arthur Hawkwing, like, unified the world and laid siege to Tar Valon, the Aesidae were rude. like... Well, A, rude. Um, but also, like, to lift the siege, the only way that they could survive was taking these oaths, binding, using the one power to they have bind to be it. Like, we're never gonna kill people with a power, okay? And we they good can't, now? And they have to be truthful. So, yes. like, when Moraine is in the tower and being questioned by the Amarlin, and she's, if an ASDI gives her, her word, she can't break it. Like, it's bound like the oaths are. Okay. And so when she I mean, says this like this was like a super magical thing. Like it's a it's a pretty fantasy. So when a, she okay, says that, that she actually... can't lie, like she can't physically lie. She can't reveal like if she gave an oath that she would keep her mission secret, she can't say. So she physically oh. cannot form words in the hall of the tower. So that's why she's like looking but around. Then panicked. she could like lie in service of her mission, right? No. Like, no. Well. Because she, she can't say a word that's untrue, and if she gave her word that she would 
accept this mission, like, to find the dragon because of the foretelling. Like, if you're stuck in a cross, in, like, in the intersection of that oath, you can't say anything. Like, she was... So when I thought it, Rosamund Pike did a really good job of looking panicked and like, ooh, I need to find some words to say, but I can't. So she's like, I can't say. Yeah. So that's why the Amelin go so hard, and she does that fancy like. I am going to. I have. I have prostrate to prostrate myself. Prostrate herself, kiss the floor, in front of the Amelin and in front of the hall. Like yeah. not just the well, Amelin, but she had to but, make the public show because obviously, she has a thing with the Amelin seat on the side. I mean, outside of... Like, they both have this mission. They were both there when the Aes with foretelling, capital F, I'm sorry. <laughs> capital F foretelling. You're lucky, you're lucky we've been friends for a long time. It's Audible true. Sigh. Laura is basically my oldest friend. Am I? Yeah. That's so nice. The friend you've had longest. No yes, continuously. Friend. We were yes. forged in the bonds of Catholic Wednesday Catholic night. school education. <laughs> education. <laughs> Where were they going with this? So the oaths and the Amerlin and like can't lie. She can't lie, and to be in front of the hall and like dress down in such a way is deeply humiliating. And then she. But I get the sense she doesn't care because she's just like she has I'm this on mission. mission. And the Amerlin has and, the, like the two of them right. were. I think they were just accepted or like they were newly raised, like novice accepted. They're brand new baby Aesodai, and. And they were... Compare and contrast with Baby Gay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot less highlights. <laughs> there are much less frosted tips. And, and uh, there's less education. Like, you have learned all the things before you become an A.S. Yeah. Versus a freshly minted gay. But, so they were there. This woman had the vision. Like, she died because the vision was so intense. And basically, Wait, who died? The, the woman with the vision. The one who was like, oh, the dragon the, was just reborn on that mountain. I'm going to die now. Who are you talking about? So they're, where they're talking young, about it. Young. Her foretelling. Ooh, it might be the djinn, but I do not remember this at all. I mean, it's, a okay. sort of, it's sort of a throwaway line for, yeah. like, the book people. I feel like who, like people like me who are all about the details. People who are in the know, yeah. Um, so Katara had this vision, and she no. died. And yeah. the Amaralyn, at the time, charged Suwan and Moraine with, like, you will find and protect the dragon to oh. bring and him you, to the light. Like, he, And you cannot say anything. And Right. So, like, on their word, on their oaths... They could not reveal their mission. Okay. So these two are together, like, running out, doing the side mission. Moraine became the field agent, and Suwan became, like, the insider. Like, I'm going to get the power of the tower. To make sure that... Get the inside. Right. Like, I need to make sure that you can still do this, that our mission can still continue, and to do that, I'm going to need to be the one in power. Which is a fun role reversal, because Moraine's background as a lady in Kyrene, as I'm trying to say correctly now, was all about the political machinations, but Suwan was better at it, even though she was a fisher daughter. A fisherman's daughter, yeah. Yeah. A fisher daughter. A fisher daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also a fisherman's daughter. Please let us know your reaction to this episode using the hashtag fisher daughter. (laughs) 
wink. <laughs> wink. <laughs> Maybe so, a winky emoji as well. My yeah. dad fishes. Do you think I'm unsophisticated? You're a fisher daughter too. <laughs> so like, it's this fun role reversal. Indoor plumbing. Where Moraine <laughs> becomes the field agent and Suwan becomes the political machination person to amass this power to protect Moraine, to protect the mission mm-hmm. of making sure the dragon can do what the dragon needs to do to fight the Dark One and to win. Do you think this series just... Okay, this is me as someone who hasn't... Please. Nothing. No, dig into it. But so there's kind of this recurring motif of... You know, the old saying, like, absolute power... Corrupts, absolutely, yeah. right? So there's this recurring motif of, like, anybody who has too much power or enough power or the wrong kind of power or they're a male mm. um, is going to be <laughs> ruined by power, and I'm curious how that's going to play out. There are some downfalls, or not, or pitfalls. Like, characters have unfortunate consequences of their actions, even if the actions are for their best intentions. But for our heroic people, I feel like it's part of that sci-fi fantasy trope of you give power to the people who don't want it. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Because they'll use it properly. Right. I mean, I could make some connections to the political because process Because it's not right at now. all satisfying if somebody's yeah, and like a jerk and they want power and they And like people who grab it. power in the series, like... Unfortunate consequences happen to people that we like and people we don't like get power, but then the people, they end up with their own consequences and comeuppance. There's a long game. Yeah, there right. is. And so like, Obviously, with 14 books. And Brandon Sanderson, did a, I thought, did a nice job in those final books of wrapping some of that stuff up so that terrible, despicable characters like got what... women wielding that in the series than men and it runs and the being gamut. respected like the well, borderlanders love asadi but it runs the gamut of how these women regard the power moraine loves the power it's what she uses every day nynaeve is like i'm using this to do good, I don't necessarily want it. Like Sparingly. She's yeah. like the food pyramid of power. She wants to move <laughs> at the top. Yeah, she's like, okay, I'm doing this to help out people, but I'm not all in on, like, becoming a sister and she doing your She doesn't trust the Aes yeah. yeah. So uh, that aspect of power is also interesting. And I have a different take, but I'll let you talk first, because... It's an element from the books that is not as present in the TV show, so discuss Well, it, well it might not be present in the TV show yet. Yet. Right, because we haven't gotten Nynaeve and Egwene. When does the next season come out? We don't know. Unknown. Oh. They're filming it right now. So, um, they just took a holiday break. So Egwene, Nynaeve, and soon-to-be Elaine give us like the novice-accepted perspective when you go to the tower. And one of the big lessons is... like. You don't draw too much. You don't draw for too long. It's well, because a, we see the consequence of both of those things in this last you French get, fry action. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, right. you left that in the oven a bit too long. <laughs> and even in episode two, when they talk about Manetherin and Queen Eldreen drawing too much, 
like too much for too long will burn you out. Either you can never channel again, which like stilling, you die because like you don't have this life affirming experience anymore and it's taunt constantly taunting you. Or you turn into a vegetable or you die. So like the power is Who super, wouldn't want to get in on that? The power is option, super dangerous. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like what's drilled into them in their training is the power is beautiful and affirming and you can do these wondrous things with it, but it's also super dangerous. Like you're constantly walking that tight wire between Scylla and Charybdis mm. to mix all sorts of metaphors. Like, you could just say a rock in a hard place for us peons. Because uh, well, <laughs> the rock is Charybdis and the hard place is Scylla. Oh, I forget. Well, Scylla and Charybdis, it's like if you're the saying between a rock and a hard place. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a so monstrous whirlpool or a monster that will come from the cliff and eat you. I've been watching a lot of uh, some past seasons of America's Next Top Model this past week. I am <laughs> super curious how this segues. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Tyra is obviously the monster. <laughs> so you're between Tyra and she probably well. Miss J. Okay. I haven't watched that show in a long time. Probably since I lived at my grandma's in college, I used to watch it. Oh, it's on. There are seasons on Amazon Prime. So if we bring it back Did to the real. Yeah, okay, time. fine, Phil. It's about the. We get <laughs> Whatever, it. Whatever, we get it. Like, <laughs> Way to keep us on top. Can we just talk about so. how we want there to be like an expose on America's Next Top Model and how messy that would be like oh, I'm how sure. badly how badly did Tyra abuse oh, these girls segue back know. to the Wheel of Time I mean, like if that's messy wait till you learn more about tower politics because that is also messy anyway like <laughs> the idea of the really, power really wrote off my fandom like sorry <laughs> maybe next season we'll be covering America's Next Top Model on this podcast well we don't want to get too much off because I'm a die, a die hard Wheel of Time people be like... I know. Like, oh. I don't know. They talked about all these... Oh, so topics. there was this idea of the power corrupting. Yeah. And like... Yes. More, when Moraine warns Nine of like, the tower is full of women who have spent decades, and I might say centuries, building up their strengths, showing their strengths, hiding any weaknesses that they may have. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like that sort of power is corrupting? Like, does that wear away at your moral fiber even if you do have an oath to always tell the truth and not kill people and your aja has its own like little mission like i think power the, always wears away at, at your moral fiber a person in a way so Which I guess it, says yeah. something about because it <laughs> my elevate, complete lack of well power. it does it, it does <laughs> elevate them they're at a different standing they're not who they used to be as Aes Sedai, they are not wherever they came from. They t- take on a different identity with their Aja. They are like, well, all right, I'm a green sister now. But what? it's interesting to me, like, I guess I don't, it's interesting to me that they're all sort of working at, I won't say cross purposes, but they all have a focus, and it seems like there's a lot of like machinations and plotting against yeah. each other, and it's like, well, I thought you were all in the same boat. Boat. It's sort of like Browns group. and like Browns are all about research. They are the Daryls. Yeah. I can't see that being super controversial. And the Yellows are all about healing, so they're sort of like into their own areas mm-hmm. of study. Sort of and the whites. Like they're all about logic. But then you get the reds who are pretty extreme, and you get the blues who are all about causes, the greens all about fighting dark fiends. So blues and greens sort of overlap a lot mm-hmm. 
and our allies. Which are, I mean, we saw that in the series as well. Like, right. Megan is like, how could a green speak up for a red? Ugh. And it was Alana? <laughs> Alana speaking up for Leandrin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Yeah, that type of dialogue doesn't do it for me. So, like, there are all these machinations and they sort of all work <laughs> against each other within the tower. Or is it sort of a checks and balances system? No. And the hall exists sort of to be that check and balance, like to arrange their efforts in a way that it creates more synergy rather than deconstructive energy waves. Yeah. Um, So anyway, if you were an Aes Sedai, what Aja would you be? Just hearing those short descriptions from Philip right now. I think uh, this might be lame. I think I would would be into the, like, sort of maybe applicable research, like, type, because I love, like, learning more about things. You'd be a brown like me. Into, Browns are into the deep dives. Digging yeah. into, yeah, digging into... Conspiracy theories. Well, not even conspiracy theories, <laughs> but just... I mean, very... Um, any topics. You know, I have, a nat- I have a, like, a very strong natural curiosity. Um... So, so you're the type, after you watch a movie, you get on IMDb and you look up that trivia. 100%. Whether yes. I liked the movie or didn't, I mean... Same. Or felt neutral about it. <laughs> and, like, like, I will... Like, need to like, know we the will, actors, no. We'll watch a movie, and <clears throat> I will be in bed, and Philip's trying to fall asleep, and I'm like, did you know this? Like, this... This actress actually did yeah. this, too. Yeah. And surprisingly, he does not say it like Nick. Yeah. Nick, our bun bun, who, <laughs> who has a real personality and voice. Who, if we were gifted a voice to, he would say, "Did you know there is fresh hay? I like to eat fresh hay." It's true. Nora, did you know? Did Nora's you know? our other bunny. Nick and Nora, not the Nick and Nora's Infinite playlist. Nick and Nora from an old timey movie, right? Yeah, from Nick and Nora Charles from the Thin Man movies, and they are currently hunkered in little platters Aww, next to each other, looking sweet. adorable. I wish my bunnies would do that, or literally just try to not coexist in the same yeah. space. So you'd um, be a brown. Daryl would also be a brown. Yeah. You would be what? I would like to think of myself as a green. I may end up being. That's a lot a, of D to take. A yellow at the same or time. blue. <laughs> Oh, Daryl. I mean... Adult content warning. The Greens would go and watch the Warders train, usually shirtless, so... I won't say no to that. I mean, uh, um, those Warders, not not bad. Maxim? They're not bad looking. Reach out. That's why I was so excited when I did that Wheel of Time, like, screenshot to see what character you are, and I got Maxim, and I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. So... Yeah, greens have multiple warders. They, because they would be They're fighting family. the forces of evil, and I would be into that. And you get some greens in the books that like do some ambi- morally ambiguous things, which I'm curious if they do in the show. I'm sure they will. And when you get to Dark Fiend, Aesidai, like those revelations don't care what Aja. Yeah, there's a black Aja. Spoiler. Dark. Spoiler. That it, sounds dark. That sort of is a spoiler. Like, it's even... Well, so that, I figured oh. they just kind of were a lot of color. I mean... There's a, there's an evil... And I don't... In the eyes that I just like, there's evil elsewhere in the world. So... Yeah. I don't think that's that big of a spoiler that... They get their comeuppance. And when... One of them... I, there's sort of a throw line in the book, but it's ended up sticking with me, is... 
one of the Black sisters ends up being sort of compelled with a capital C to do other things. And it's like being coveted. And the revelation is, like, how else is the dragon going to get to this final battle with the Dark One so the Dark One can win? Like, that was how this Aes Sedai sort of saw it, or, like, or was made to see it. They need to help the dragon to get to the final battle so the Dark One can win, rather than the dragon and oh. the forces of light can mm. win. So it sort of looks like they're on board with the mission, but then... Right. They're super not. They're like, super it's a way, not. It's a yeah. way to like force this woman to s- rationalize helping the dragon against the dark so that they can get to the big bad battle, the final boss, but then lose. So it was. It's interesting. Yeah. What? Um, do you want another topic? Because I have yeah. yes. another thought. If yeah. you want to just ramble on. So. <laughs> I mean, the gin is the, flowing. The um, the false dragon. Have you guys talked a lot about him? Because Logan, he. Yeah. yeah so about... he's. Oh right, we talked about him oh. earlier. So. He is in. He's a Spanish actor. Oh no! <laughs> and I've he... seen him in a ton of. Sp- he's in. So he's in Money Heist, which is also known as Casa de Papel, um, which you know was until recently like the most watched foreign language show on Netflix. Not, not um, Elote or what was it? Elite. Yeah, I know. Uh, elote is is, is, corn. is street corn. Um, not that that's not also good. <laughs> that's also delicious. Um, but... Is it the CW of? Elite is the CW of Spain, for sure. Um, I was talking to my friend from Spain about it, and I was like, I was like, wow, are people always just like having sex and having crazy drug pool parties? And he's like, absolutely not. Uh, (laughs) That's totally a lie. Any listeners from Spain, please let us know. Right in. Tell us. Tell us about the crazy things you get up to. Um, Logan in Money Heist. Yeah, so it's super hard to see him as the the false dragon, as they call him, because he's this sort of nerdy professor character in Money Heist, which oh. I've been watching for about five seasons. Oh, that um, that jives with something I saw. I'm trying to pretend that I know how to use Instagram, and I'll say like I saw it I on Insta. <laughs> I don't know. Where people are like, oh my gosh, the only connection that this character has to the professor is that they look alike. Like, they're nothing, no similarities. Mm-hmm. Well, they look like and the dude the is like, <laughs> it's yeah. literally the same person. <laughs> but, like, the character Talk traits are yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Would it, oh, oh, I don't know if this is a spoiler. Would it surprise you to learn that Loghain has a role later in the series? He's and, he's not done. No, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And he's because they, a force for the, the light. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess, no, that would not surprise me because they spent a lot of time on him. Yeah. Just to be like, oh, we gentled him, peace yeah. out. So, no, that would not surprise me. Related question. So when Loghain was gentled and there was a sort of like expulsion of stuff emanating from him, like it looked scummy, like the corruption, but there was an expulsion. Is black always bad? Like is black, that sort of black fibery stuff always like... Yeah. That's sort of the dark one's Color choice? Yes. There's obviously a lot of color significance. Yeah. Which I feel like I'm drawing on, like, my high school literary criticism. Mm, definitely. <laughs> so there's this big thing, well, but when Moraine is stilled by the Dark One slash Ishii as 
real-time Twitter calls it. Oh, right. Um, is she still? Is she not? Like, I do do you is think she, she? <laughs> she is permanently cut off? Because there wasn't that expulsion of light from her? I guess I don't think so because... There again, she's been made a main character, so what could she do if it wasn't... Is it going to or be... Or maybe, maybe she spends some of the series looking, trying to get her power yeah. back? I don't know. Homerang got her groove back? Yes. Oh, I don't want to spoil things, but I do. Well, you can't, so don't. Um, I, I think I can phrase it in a way that... You cannot lie, but not, you're, you're being nice. I'm trying to circumvent <laughs> yeah. the, th- the three O's. You cannot tell a lie. So, I mean, I don't know how Rafe Judkins is going to do it, but in the books, at least. I just love that he's such an, and forgive me, but he's such a very ordinary looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> like he's With just, an extraordinary power. Yeah, he has like a good sweater game. Go. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a metaphor game. for the Aes Sedai. Like they come from all walks of life. Like right. Fisher daughters to highborn ladies like Suwan and Maureen. Um, Fisher daughters. Maureen, yeah. So okay. during so the, the greater conflict of the last battle, like across these 14 books. Okay. There are things from the Age of Legends that were lost, like that fancy futuristic city that Luz there and Telamon was in. The Jetson City, where you saw like ships being like flying around at the beginning of the last episode. Okay. So things from that era that were lost in the breaking of the world come back, including traveling, because like in the books they don't know how to travel so when you see it in the show travel that, with a capital T buckle up it's okay. gonna, it's gonna right. make an appearance see that time you should have specified <laughs> I should so traveling with a capital T okay which is I'm different like, than they travel they just walk through the forest it's fine related <laughs> but different to gateways with a capital G okay um, so like traveling like how Moraine goes to visit Suan they like I, we, our our theory is that it's that picture frame is a terangrial. Like it uses the power, they don't know how, but they use it to create a gateway. Is it like the, the land, the picture. witch, and the wardrobe? It basically is. Yeah. <laughs> Except with so traveling sexy implications. Yes. Traveling with a capital T is like you can make those gateways on your own without the picture frame, and that was lost in the breaking of the world, and it comes back again. So like there are examples of stuff that were lost and are rediscovered. Making that Kuendalar, that heartstone that the seal was made of, was lost and comes back it again. It looks like very fancy cords. But some of our Fantastic Five will <laughs> come up with stuff that even stuff in the Age of Legends didn't know about, including stuff relating to stilling and gentling. So I'll leave it at that okay. to avoid a spoiler, but like, it's okay. super exciting when you get to it in the book. Okay. Laura, um... Uh, you have to get going because you have an actual party to get to and not just drinking gin with us and our bunnies. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Yes. Um, so any last thoughts on the Wheel of Time? No, I'm excited to see the next season. I'm somewhat excited to read the first book. <laughs> I'm not usually into extended series types books, um, but... I um I'm gonna read it and I will if you'll have me circle back with some additional yeah, thoughts. Definitely and absolutely. But it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and um upcoming um our next series we're covering is the book of Boba Fett. 
Oh, watch that so, last night. Yeah, exactly. So you're yeah. gonna you're gonna have to come back and chat Star Wars with us yeah. as well. In because conclusion, our... my husband makes me watch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for this instance, I feel you because I know very little about the Star Wars universe, and Daryl is making me watch it. So our roles of like person who knows a lot versus new is reversed for the book of Boba Fett. Right. Yeah. I wonder how many of these little side stories Disney's gonna Oh, as many as possible. Throw together. I mean, Disney's <laughs> gonna make those coins. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag corporation yeah. life. Yep. Alright, well, everyone, please join us on our Instagram. We are at Two Rivers Two Takes. Um, Philip and I have one additional episode for Wheel of Time that we will be putting out in the next couple weeks to cover all of the supplemental material that they've put out for this season. The x-rays, because we've only really seen from episode two when we did that showing in DC with Manetherin and Queen Eldrine and King Aemon. Yeah, so we have a lot of homework to do. So we're going to do that and record that episode. We're also going to be here with a new episode in just a couple days on the Book of Boba Fett. So um, feel free to hit us up, let us know what you think. And we will see you next time. And Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Until next time. Bye. Take care. Stay safe. Bye.